0: Yo, what's up everyone? This is the King Rock podcast, just like that dude just said. And I am Billy, and today we have a rad guest, Emily Davis. Emily, how's it going?
1: What, what up? <laughs> how are you?
0: Good. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you.
0: Hell yeah. So you Thanks just me. you just put out an EP, dude. I
1: did. I put an EP out on Friday.
0: That's so yeah. fucking rad. Today's um shit, what? Sunday? Yeah. Sunday. <laughs> All right, cool, cool
1: my
0: bad yeah so it came out june 30th hell yeah yeah and today yeah and then the, i think this will probably go out like wednesday or thursday okay cool so yeah give it a little bit of time but yeah dude uh what six songs
2: yep
0: um, six songs dude six songs about 20 minutes 21 minutes for the whole thing it's fucking it's an it's fucking killer dude
1: thank you yeah thank really, you so much i
0: really love it um now, this isn't Emily Davis and the Murder Police. This is just Emily Davis, correct?
1: Yep, this is just me.
0: That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. And you put out it a sing- was... single already with a video.
1: I did, yeah. So uh, the single is No End to Quit, and we dropped that at the beginning of June. And then uh, maybe a couple weeks later, we put a music video on my YouTube channel for the song. Yeah.
0: Dude, it almost made me cry.
1: Yeah, it, I'm glad. It
0: was very emotional.
1: it was funny Um, I'm not I feel like maybe I should give myself more credit but I feel like when it comes to stuff beyond making the music when it comes to like artwork or videos I kind of feel like I draw a blank and people will ask me what ideas I have and I just don't So I was like, well, the, the, the song started um, really on a rooftop, so maybe we just film on a rooftop because that's kind of where the, the basis of the song began. Okay. And then we got on the rooftop and then I noticed a wall and it looked like, like a wall that you could jump off of. And I was like, what if I jumped off that? And then it just kind of evolved to, <laughs> what if I make a music video about, you know, reverse circumstances where you could, somebody walks away from what could have been the end of their life. And I guess the message being, check on your friends. You know, be there for somebody because you never know what kind of Im- impact you might have. So,
3: yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, it's really good. It's got like a little M Night Shyamalan twist at the end, dude. It's <laughs> it's really cool. I it's it's so creative too. Like I, I don't know, it, it it came out really good. I'm I'm so stoked for you. And um, thanks. Yeah, like I have a badass like music system in my house, and mm-hmm. that song just fucking hits, dude. <laughs>
3: Thanks. It's yeah. very, it's
0: so well produced and it's just, it's, it's really killer. I'm, I'm stoked for you. The, um, are you going to be touring with it?
1: I am. Um, are you familiar with the band 10 foot pole? Yes. Okay. So they, their guitarist is a guy by the name of um, Scott Halquist, who I'm good friends with. Yeah. And um, he uh, actually met him through Jen Fiorentino and Scott okay. um, has been really supportive of, uh, the murder police and my own music for a while. And so I approached him and he, he, he had been talking a few years like, Oh, let's work together. Let's work together. And so when I had these songs already, I, I reached out to him and um, he enjoyed working on all of them. He, he, he had a great time and he, he had a lot of nice things to say, but I think no one to quit was really kind of like a pet project of his. He really wanted to be able, we kind of had like, um, what's that? I'm blanking on the band that does the house theme song, massive attack. I kind of had like a yeah. massive attack type vibe I wanted to go for for that track but I didn't know how yeah, articulated articulate yeah. it so that's what I
0: was out. thinking of when I I was yeah. I was telling you NXS and Tears for Fears kind of vibe yeah and yeah Massive Attack is kind of where I was what I was kind of thinking but yeah it's got yeah. The, the synth in it and it's just dude it hits man it, it's really um it is a it's kind of different from from other stuff that you've done yeah but I think I think that's why we wanted it to be yeah. the
1: single too it's just like okay. you
0: know
1: just kind of surprise people with something that is a little different. So, yeah,
0: it's it's really fucking good. <laughs> I hope Thanks. everyone. Yeah, let's. I really want to push it, and um yeah, definitely. Maybe we could even put it out on this podcast or just like a little cor- yeah. clip of it. For sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I yeah, Scott. um Or ten foot pole. I know uh, Chris Del Rio, my friend, was he was in that band also. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. a fucking good band, dude. Um, good for pe- sure good people but um yeah you know what's cool too is like um when you go on spotify and then you like look at like oh you check out emily davis and then it says all the artists that are similar or like oh if you like oh fans also like yeah i mean it's it's pretty you got a pretty good lineup there it's like greg graffin bad <laughs> cop bad cop tony sly yeah. yeah uh let's see laura jane grace Joey Cape yeah. and fake names like that's um wow yeah it's pretty that's that's good company
1: <laughs> yeah I've noticed that I, I you know the majority of the people who listen to me come from the punk rock community just because of YouTube yeah and so it's interesting because I don't feel like I I mean I I tell people that occasionally I make like aggressive folk I don't know what to call it because it doesn't yeah. sound like Folk punk because I'm not playing a washboard and hopping on trains, so it doesn't really sound like folk punk. But but I think that I think the the influence that punk has had on my music, I think maybe sometimes in the energy or the delivery of songs that I have, I think I think that carry is over. But I I never I don't think I sound like you know a punk band or I've, I've never really made. There's a couple murder police songs that might touch on it a little bit, but it's interesting to see all those people when yeah. I go on uh, Spotify or anything like that that get recommended. And I'm like, well, I hope you like me if, you, if you're not <laughs> familiar because I'm a little different.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I, I wouldn't say you were folk punk. I mean, that's what I would say if someone asked me, well, what kind of music is she? But you're right. It's like it is kind of uh, it's just like an undiagnosed genre of music, I guess. It's just yeah. like rock. I don't know, like it's, I don't, I don't know. It, It's good music. That's all. That's what I would put it under. You know, like. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I people don't...
1: think of folk punk, and they think of like Ghost Mice, or they think of Days and Days. Days and, so and Days, suddenly. yeah. Or uh, AJJ, who I love, but it's like you have to sing really fast, and you have to sing kind of nasally. Yeah. Um you have to sing about how much you hate cops, which I do, but I don't really sing about it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I it doesn't like I feel like you listen to like like recipe for hate from bad religion and that's yeah. there's songs on there that are like really fucking folky, but they're punk. Yeah. And so folk punk for me isn't just, you know, days and days. There's a lot of other things where you can have Elements of folk and elements of punk. Like like Frank Turner, that's a great example too. He's folky and he's kind of got a punk edge, but it doesn't sound like, yeah. like AJ or anything like that. So I can see why people would say I'm folk punk, but like not by what people, I guess, have officially diagnosed folk punk to be. Does that make sense?
0: I completely agree. And I think, yeah, I think with the uh, the analogy of Frank Turner, I think that's a great example. Like, I mean um you i think you fall right under that umbrella like good songwriting um very strong songwriting i mean fuck you use some scrabble words in there dude <laughs> he used some 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 big some big words supine dude <laughs> supine I, I picked that one out of that one i was like damn that's good
1: well i here's you know it's I have, I'm really insecure about... I love words. I've always yeah. loved words. I want a spelling bee. I've always been really into English as like my favorite area of study and poems and short stories and all that. It's always been... I remember my dad used the word dichotomy when I was 10, and I was like, <laughs> what does that mean? I'm going to start using it for everything. So, I mean, I get a little insecure mm-hmm. using big words just because I don't want people to think that I'm just kind of ripping off bad religion or other bands that do that. Mm-hmm. But I just genuinely... love cultivating a large vocabulary and there's so many words to choose from and 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 when you find that perfect word um i don't want to shy away from using it it's my art you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i have a good arsenal of words so it's like part of me i'll tell my husband i wrote a song the other day um and i put a word in it and i was just like does this does this sound like try hardy because it's the (laughs) the word i want it's not like i was going through a thesaurus like i knew in my mind Writing that song that that's the word I wanted to use. But there's just this insecurity, and he was very encouraging. And like, no, just write the word you want. Like, who cares?
0: So Well, that's fucking hilarious that you just said try hardy, because when I was listening to this uh, this EP, I was like, it's it sounds like it would be try-hardy. Cause and that was the exact word I came up with in my head was like try hard. But then I was like, But it's it's so it just flows and it works. Like it's not like you're just jamming those words in there to like jam the words in there, like Mm-mm. it all has a purpose. And I think maybe that is why you like attached to bad religion when you were growing up, like because mm-hmm. you your love of words, like I mean, they have like the best words, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> other than Donal- sure. Donald Trump. You know, he's got the best <laughs> words, <laughs> but um yeah, every-
1: everyone else's words are terrible.
0: Yeah, except for his. Yeah, it's like I, I I'm I am that same way too. Like. I'll use big words in conversation. I mean, you would never think that because I talk like such a fucking moron. Most of the time I say dude constantly, but same. Yeah. But I'm, I've been playing Scrabble since I was like three or four years old. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I love words. I fucking love words. So I think that's also why I've attached to like bad religion and, you know, propaganda bands like that. So Mm -hmm. not only that, but the message is just, it's like, right. It's, It's the truth, you know, it's like, it's, I think that's what you, when searching for music for me, truth and like honesty is, is probably number one. And then Mm -hmm. everything else kind of falls after that, you know, like how well the music sounds or whatever. But, um,
1: are you on Reddit at all? Do you use Reddit?
0: I, I go on there every once in a while, but I'm not, I don't think I have like a Reddit account or anything if, if that's a thing. (laughs)
1: yeah there's a there's a subreddit like a page on reddit called i am very smart Uh and people go on there and just make fun of other people on the internet who just like they try to make arguments and Uh then you'll see like that it's very obvious that they just cracked open a thesaurus and are trying to just put big words in where they might not be very appropriate um and it's it's really funny and i for me it's like i i always want to be very intentional yeah i'm like i'm like i'm to the point where it's a little frustrating to myself i get really obsessed with lyrics i I Mm -hmm. wish i could just not but i I try to be very very intentional with the words i use and how i use them and does it articulate exactly what i want it to and does it flow well does it sound good with all the other words that surround it is there like a nice rhythmic pattern to it it's all very like honestly like i really want to use words intentionally and so
0: yeah, for me. I don't want to sound like yeah. I don't
1: want to sound like a person on. I am very smart. That's just you know, peppering big words in there just for
0: the sake of it. No, I think I think that comes across. Like I said, like I was listening to it and I was like, oh man, there's so many fucking big awesome fucking words in here. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, but she's not like jamming it in there. Like it's, and it's like it just flows so good. I'm like, that's that's so fucking cool. And that there's one lyric that you wrote that I always think about. It's the. Um, God, the one about the medium. Um,
1: oh, I had a happy medium. I met a happy medium who said I'd never find one.
0: Yeah, that, uh, since having ADHD, that's that lyric gets stuck in my head constantly, and I'm it's, <laughs> I'm just always like stoked. <laughs> Good. Yeah, yeah, I think it, I
1: actually wrote that line while we were on tour, maybe like back sometime in 2019.
0: Oh wow, yeah, it's like that's a fucking killer lyric. I think I even mentioned it on this podcast before. <laughs>
1: oh. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm glad you like it. Oh yeah, no <laughs> I was problem. Proud of that one.
0: Yeah. Well, we should probably give a little bit of background for for the listeners who don't know who you are. Um, sure. You. So I've been fuck. I've been following you for 14 years now on YouTube. God
1: damn.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, right?
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. So okay, I've been following you for like 14 <laughs> years. Yeah, and and Jesus. you started off by doing. Some covers. Now, I don't think the first one you did was Bad Religion.
1: I, <laughs> I think the first one I did was, um, Bob. it's funny because I'm not even really a fan of his, but I think I did like Bob Seger. Okay. And I think that we recorded it like on like a cell phone or something, just real bad. It was just terrible video quality. You could hear it, but I just, I left it up for posterity. But...
0: That's cool. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think that was the first one I did
0: yeah and then and then i think i followed you after that and then i know then you started doing bad religion covers and i was like oh this is fucking dope this is dope and then you just blew up like you fucking blew the fuck up (laughs) like i i don't know what what video has the most hits but you have like thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of like views yeah it's insane so you've been doing that you you did that and then you started your own band after that or was like, were you already in a band or making music before that?
1: Oh yeah, no, I started, um, I mean, I, I, I've been singing and performing my whole life, but I, mm. in high school, it was like, I got to find an instrument to like, I'm writing all these poems, but I want to be able to sing them. So I had to figure out an instrument. And so I started playing guitar in high school and I've been writing songs since I was a kid. And so performing songs since I was a kid. And so, Definitely been writing and and performing music prior to making YouTube covers.
0: And what um, led you to that? Like what, what was like, I, you know, like what made you want to play music?
1: I don't know. I mean, my dad is, I always kind of, I don't know. I I feel like my dad, my dad has a great voice. He, Mm -hmm. he, he was a, I mean, he didn't have, he wasn't in a band or anything, but he always sang around the house. And when he was very young, he did, you know, choir and um, was a rhythmic dude and, I think, you know, he played a little guitar. It wasn't like a whole lot. But there was something about it that, like, I think bonded me to him. And I, from a very early age, I I would love to study this, but I feel like there's got to be some genetic proclivity towards these things that uh, he passed down to me because I, you know, from a very young age, I was singing and people had very kind things to say about it. And so um, yeah, I just, I really enjoyed it. And I think I enjoyed being able to step into this different world. I didn't like the world I was in all the time. And so to be able to step into a different world where I could just like create something and, and exist there was enjoyable to me. So I've always just kind of gravitated towards it.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm sure like, and then being good at it, like <laughs> I, when I was singing, like my dad would throw the tape, like we actually went on a vacation. And it was like a, like a famous family story where we were driving and my dad threw the tape out of the window because like, I just kept singing it over and over, and I'm not Aww. good at singing. Yeah, <laughs> so <That> sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it was um, Little Orphan Annie the soundtrack. <laughs> it's only so many just times. Billy in the
1: back seat <laughs> tomorrow.
0: I wasn't so much a tomorrow guy. I was more of uh, like Hard Knock Life. And oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh Yeah, they had some mm. good songs on that soundtrack.
1: Yeah, some bangers.
0: There is, dude. They, I, it's, it's popular for a reason. That's all I got to say. For sure. But, um, okay, so you started, um, and then you were, in, you were in bands in, like, high school, or, like, you just did, like, your, your own solo thing?
1: I was briefly, I briefly tried to be in a band with a friend of mine, but it just, it just didn't really work out. And so, I, yeah. I mean, I, I was into the idea of it, but I just also, you know, I was in an environment where I played by myself, and I just n- never really pursued it really fully trying to jam with anybody else, and I got to the point where it almost like I became against the idea of forming a band because I would go to all these shows and i'd want to perform and i would get I would get booked, but people would you know I would have this one this one booking agent who used to run the scene basically in El Paso, unfortunately. He sucked. But he told me many times, like, oh, I'd put you higher up on the set or I'd get you some of these festival gigs or I'd do all these things if you had a band. You'd be way better uh. if you had a band. I wish you had a band. And it's like, I get that. I get that that, that the, the dynamic steps up and that maybe you, you captivate more of a general audience's attention. I totally get that. Mm-hmm. But it just felt kind of like a slap in the face, like you're not good enough on your own. Wow. And for me, I... I, I, I I hated that and, I, and I, I felt very strongly that I was more than enough on my own and that yeah. I could get on a stage and belt my ass off and capture enough people's attention that I didn't feel like I needed to form a band I'm super glad I did but yeah um so for me it became like I'm, I'm, I'm an obstinate person I love punk rock like I'm going you're gonna tell me to do something and I'm gonna tell you to eat my ass so <laughs> I didn't want <laughs> to form a band for a long time just out of spite so
0: <laughs> that's cool dude um so how did, uh, how did, like, the covers come about? And how did you, like, were you already, like, a massive Bad Religion fan before you started doing all the covers? Or, like, did you, like, how did that happen? Did you, like, do yeah. one and then you were, like, hooked on Bad Religion? or?
1: I think, so I, I, I first heard them on, on Tony Hawk when I was 12. Yeah. I, and I, I didn't really know who I was listening to. I just remembered there were four songs that I gave a shit about on uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. And that was, um, one of them was You. Mm. And so I just really liked that song. And then in high school, I had a friend introduce me to Bad Religion a little bit more. I mean, at the time, it was like I had a mixtape of 25 songs, and I loved all of them, and I learned all of them, and I enjoyed all of them. And then I heard there was like another 200 I had to catch up on. I was like, (laughs) well, (laughs) maybe I'll just sleep on these 20... Maybe I'll just hold on to these 25 for a while. And then uh, shortly after high school, I think it was around the time that they released New Maps of Hell, I just it kind of started as like um, a journey of like kind of digging more into their discography and learning more and more about them. And as I did that, when I, when I love a song or mm-hmm. I hear a song where I really connected the song, especially back then, especially back then I wanted to play it. I wanted to like understand it. And I wanted to like, I don't know what it, th- there was just a, a compelling factor of why I really love the song. Like I want to learn it and play it and sing it. Not even just to show people just cause I, it was like an itch I had. Yeah. And so I did that with you. Um, and I, you know, YouTube was, YouTube wasn't what it is today. This is like 2008 probably.
3: Yeah. But it was
1: becoming something that was beyond just like, here, let me show you a video of, you know, what I did during spring break that grandma can watch on the internet. It was, it was becoming more <laughs> of a, oh, complete strangers can watch your videos and enjoy them. All right. Yeah. So it kind of, it kind of caught that wave and put YouTube, put you onto YouTube. And of course the bad religion page was an established community at that point. So shared it on, on the bad religion page and it, there was a really good reception. And so it was like, okay, I can do some more. <laughs> I like this band a lot. So I kind of just, as I, as I grew to love them and appreciate them more and more, it was just became other songs that I really connected with that. I felt like maybe I could do this justice or at least give it a shot. So that's kind of how it, and I didn't want to do it constantly. I, I've, I only, I've only really uploaded a cover of theirs every four or five months maybe. Mm-hmm. And so there's been years where I didn't do it at all, but that's for different reasons. But yeah. I don't wanna just like I wanna I wanna like do a good job. Yeah. and I, I want people to keep wanting them. So <laughs> <let's> <laughs> kind of space it out, I guess.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. So let's and then let's let's fast forward. Mm-hmm. Like you're doing these covers and mm-hmm. I mean and then in what year did Bad Religion hit you up and say Or like when did they did they notice you doing these covers? Or like how did this come about? Where they were they noticed you?
1: Um they as a whole didn't notice me, but Mm. Jay did. Yeah. Jay's just Jay Bentley is the best human musician, period. He's I can't say enough good things about like like I get emotional thinking about like the kind of impact he's had on my life, even indirectly. Yeah. And just just like the amount of a shit he gives, not just about his band or his craft, but about other people and, and lifting other people up. And so he was pretty active on the Bad Religion page at the time. And so, and, you know, there were enough people on there that were like, hey, look at this. Hey, look at this. Hey, Jay, look at this. That I guess hmm. at some point he, he caught attention of it. And so it wasn't that long after. I mean, I saw them at Warp Tour and he, he, like, this was maybe a year later. Yeah. That he invited us um, backstage and... You know, I'd go to the occasional show and he'd say hi and hang out with me. And so he made it very known to me. I know who you are, I know what you do, I support you. Um and that was just he did he didn't have to, because I mean how many people do bad religion covers, right? There's plenty yeah, out there. Yeah. So really. the fact that he he for whatever reason, you know, pointed me out and said, All right, <laughs> you
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> so, so cool. So I, you have yeah, oh, oh yeah, go 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 ahead, go ahead.
1: No, I was just gonna say it was you know it was a few years later, that I guess the rest of them, you know, had enough people going, Hey, do you know Emily? And they were like, Yes, <laughs> we know Emily. So <laughs> that's what I'm assuming happened.
3: It's
1: like, do you, Have you seen this girl on YouTube? Yes, we've seen this girl on YouTube. <laughs> but but so Jay, from, Jay from very early on was there and was very supportive and opened a lot of doors. So,
0: yeah, I just had a conversation with him. He's the episode right before your episode. And yeah, uh, yeah, like, dude, he didn't have to um do an interview with me you know um but i mean yeah like i mean i don't i'm not i'm definitely not in the same shoes you're in but like even just him doing my podcast is gonna change everything yeah like i trust me like even from that interview um like i've gotten a couple other interviews which is like sick they're yeah it's gonna be sick but um yeah he but brings no, people up with him he told he's yeah. always done that and How many bands
1: out there that are like? I mean, there's Dave Haas, for instance. Yeah, exactly. Bentley, like, I mean, I know that the loved ones were, were doing cool shit already, so it's not yeah. like Dave Haas just like you know came out of the ether. But but uh, but Jay just like he's been you know he's been really encouraging to a lot of people. There's my friend. Um, I have a friend who does photography, and he was invited on tours. Uh, Casey went on tours with them all over nice. uh, the country and took pictures. And some of his pictures have ended up in um their books and everything so i mean they just they go out of their way to like um really showcase people and and lift people up all over so yeah, yeah. i mean just it's really really badass
0: yeah it's crazy yeah i remember seeing that video there's a video of you going like backstage at like an la show i think and you were like mm-hmm. singing to like soundcheck I think yeah and you were like I think they might bring me out on stage or something (laughs) like on your video and just watching that as a fan was like what the fuck that was at
1: Warped Tour yeah probably if it's the one I'm thinking of they were already on stage performing and that was the first time that that was the one I was talking to you about Jay like a year later that was like the first time it's funny I was I was on stage and I'm pretty sure I was standing next to Jim Ward from Sparta who's like a local legend in El Paso and so We were all just kind of on stage, and and Jay was like, come on stage and watch us. And so... was just on stage chilling and watching him. And then, yeah, in the middle of a couple songs before that, he just runs up to me and he's like, do you want to do the rap breakdown on Let Them Eat War'?" And I was just like, uh, sure. <laughs> and then my, and so I'm just standing there for the next song and a half, like thinking of the words, like, do I know these words? They want oh, to kill me They need it before they reach their checks. Squeeze the blue colors. And, they leave. and then like takes this with my eyes all open, <laughs> my eyes wide open, just kind of making sure I don't fuck this up in front of 500 people. And then, yeah, it was, it was sick. It was cool. So
0: That's so, But yeah, like, and then the story even gets better. Like, dude, you can't even write, like, dude, honestly, if if you wrote a movie, this would be like the i got fucking the golden ticket. Movie. Yeah. And then you end up opening with yeah. Emily Davis and the Murder Police and Dave Haas and then yeah. Bad Religion. Yeah. How sick was that? I mean, I was there to I witness mean, it, but I I mean, not these people yeah.
1: haven't. <laughs> I I just like it just feels like it, like sometimes I'm like, did that really happen? <laughs> Are yeah. you sure that happened? I mean it did, but I mean but it, it just felt like this, like this month of my life, where it was like I was in, a, I was in a different reality, and it just like it's. I don't know, how to explain it. I just kind of walked around for a month in like confusion and <laughs> in, in a daze. I remember, like, I remember really just in my my brain the whole time. Like, I, I wish I could have just stepped back and like took a, taken a breath. Yeah. And just like lived, and I did that on stage, um, but just like the whole time, I was like, I cannot fuck this up. I cannot fuck this up. So I, like, walked around, like, with my fists clenched, like, dude, don't fuck this up, Davis. Don't fuck this up. Like, don't be an asshole. Don't, like, they say 25 minutes on stage. If you're, like, 28 minutes or 26 minutes, you you suck. Like, don't, like, I, I just really got in my head. And I, probably even my bandmates were like, dude, like, sit down. <laughs> sit down. Smoke a bowl. Take a breath. Calm down. They like you. And for me, it was just like, I'm have to be perfect. <laughs> so... So yeah, it was, but I mean, it was, it was, it was the best month of my life. I, I constant awe the whole time. That it was amazing.
0: So Fucking cool. Yeah. I mean, you had yeah. what secret handshakes with Brian Baker.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were trying to, we were trying to perfect one over the course of a few days. I don't even remember what it was, but it was kind of fun.
0: I got video cool. of some of it, but then I like for like when I was videoing it, I was like, wait, this is a secret handshake. And so I was like <laughs> a very cognitive of that. And I was like, let me just, I'll just not i'm not gonna get it i I got. i got part of it though but i was like this will make sense later (laughs) like
1: you do secret handshakes with all your bands
0: yeah (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) that's so dope it was cool
1: i mean just the fact that they engaged with us even there's there's been bands we've opened up for who are like okay your dressing room's over there don't don't talk to me yeah (laughs) i've I've been in those situations but they were just like you want to go get steak (laughs) i'm like okay
0: (laughs) so fucking cool
1: yeah, it was amazing the way they interacted with us, and they just made us feel very comfortable. Jay and all of them, really, they just you know you. I'm so, I, I I've I've always really struggled with the idea that I, I deserve stuff. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know if it's trauma or what, but I just I've always had like a difficult a difficulty going. I'm worthy. I deserve this. I did it. Good yeah. job, me. Yeah. But but them from the the get go, it was just like it was never like we brought you here. So don't disappoint us. It was all it was always just like, you guys are you guys deserve this. You guys are gonna do great things. We just really believe in you. Like like it was always always this I always got this sense of like almost like camaraderie. like like you're you're one of us. You're here with us. You're not you're not kind of tagging along at the back. Like come come sit at the table with us. And that was like fucking so wild because the, let alone inviting us, we have we you know, I don't know, following. We're just a band from El Paso. But like <laughs> Not that El Paso. I mean, I'm proud to be a band from. Oh no, I know what you're saying. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. We're not.
0: You could have inserted any any city name. (laughs) Yeah, I know what you're saying.
1: Right. There's a lot of other bands they could have taken on the road with them that would have, you know, made a lot of sense. But they, for whatever reason, they chose us, and and in choosing us, it was never like, you know, it was always like, sit at the table. You're one of us. You deserve to be here. And that that was like crazy to me. Very crazy
0: that's so cool i mean just as an outsider as a fan Mm -hmm. like i'm a fan of bad religion and i was a fan of yours and seeing that Mm -hmm. all come together was just like i'm like i'm witnessing this whole thing this is so fucking cool and you guys and you were so cool to let me come down and film film it and and kind of like get you know be an eyewitness to it and it was so fucking cool and then it was like from being a fan of yours and then like i like how how you know we were both saying like what kind of music are you playing you know like is it folk punk is it is it this or is it that like what Mm -hmm. is and i was thinking what is the reception gonna be like and i'm like if i like it i all these people will like it you know but Mm -hmm. and then like as a fan you get nervous too and you're like oh man like because i've seen a million bands open up for other bands and like so many bands get shit on even though they're fucking amazing right yeah and then like i'm like i wonder what they're gonna fucking think dude and it was like dude people fucking loved you dude like fuck at the uh i had a a buddy go with me to the the orange county show at the observatory Mm -hmm. and he was fucking blown away he was like oh fuck well i guess i got a new fucking new something new to put on my spotify you know and i'm like nice. fuck yeah dude that's dope and like yeah. just the reception you had was so great and then i think the most nervous i was for you was at the palladium because oh my god because when i got there too i didn't have a photo pass like they they always fuck up photo passes dude and <laughs> and i felt so bad so i had hit you up and you came out and i was like oh fuck she's nervous <laughs> like it's making me nervous and it was like Fuck, and then you fucking killed it. And to a sold out Palladium. Yeah. To the hardest crowd. Like, <laughs> that's the toughest crowd, dude. I've been to yeah. so many shows at the Palladium. I've seen them mm-hmm. boo the Fandals. I've seen them boo No Effects. I've seen wow. them boo fucking Blink 182 when Blink 182 came out. Wow. And you, yeah. nothing. Like, everyone was fucking like, yeah, dude, like fucking cheering you on. It was like, I was like watching like Rudy. The like the fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like it was like watching an inspirational movie like unfold before my eyes, and I had like I had like the best seats in the house for it, and I you know like had all the background on it. I could write this fucking movie if you need me to, dude. It's awesome. uh,
1: that's so fucking funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. I mean, even for me, it was a cool I'm the experience. The roots of punk rock. <laughs> It, it, no, yeah, it was yeah. a it
1: was a real full circle moment. That show especially, it was just really. I mean, I saw live at the Palladium. Yeah, I think they recorded that in like 2006. Yeah, and then um, I went and I saw them at the Palladium when uh, Against Me opened for them. I think it was the Vox Populi tour. Yeah, I saw them then um, at the Palladium, and then Jay hung out with me after the show and was just being very cool about things. And he's like, "You someday, someday you just got to find the door and walk through it or whatever." And uh-huh. then you know was like, what, four years, three years later, I was opening for them there. So it was just a really, really, like, full circle yeah, moment kind of thing. And honestly, like, in regards to, like, people and uh, people were, like, the people who followed me and followed us prior to all of this, that just kind of, like, the, it was, sometimes there's things you just don't expect. And I didn't, I mean, I didn't know what to expect from any of it, but just so many people being, like, genuinely, like, excited, like, beyond, like, you know, oh, like I would expect. Oh, cool, you're opening up for Bad Religion. I like both your bands, awesome. But there are people who were just really like, like, like it's almost like if they were doing it too. Yeah. And like they were opening up with Bad Religion for me. It's almost like how it felt. I yeah. don't know if that makes sense.
0: No, I mean, I and was I, I, I was there, there on, I on the, the sidelines, tell- and that's kind of how it felt. Like I felt yeah. like well, I felt like I had like the coolest ticket in town. You know, like yeah. I feel sure. like that way a lot being a photographer and doing all this shit. But it's like yeah. But it's like this had a story attached. I wasn't just going to go see a show. Like this had like yeah. and it was like years in the making, you know? Like it was yeah. so it was so cool, dude. It was like dramatic, yeah. but and you fucking you like I was like, man, she's gonna be so nervous, but you came out and just fucking killed it. Like you guys Thank you. and you guys all ripped it, dude. Like
1: you had to. Yeah. There's no like oh, there's that's no true. you can't. I mean we when we played uh when we played St. Petersburg. We have such a good time in Florida. All those shows slapped. But we were playing in St. Petersburg at Jonas Live. And it was like, that crowd felt every bit as big as the Palladium. It was massive. Yeah. And we got on stage, and for whatever reason, that was the first time where, I mean, I was nervous. I was shitting myself every show. But for whatever (laughs) reason, we started that show. And the first couple songs, I just felt like this. I couldn't get out of myself. Yeah. And then we have this song called Overcome. And I I started off on my own and I was just like I was playing that intro and I had to I took a deep breath and I was like, you don't get to do this. (laughs) You don't get to do this. So you you need to you need whatever you're whatever in your head you are, however in your head you are right now, you need to get the fuck out and just like even if you don't feel confident, pretend you do. I remember Jay talking about like I, I would rather hit every wrong note possible, but like leave my leave my heart on that stage and give everything I possibly can and entertain people than I would to play every single note perfectly and just kind of stand there. And so I, that like, for whatever reason, I took that breath and then I fucking just played the shit out of that guitar for the rest of the set. And after this, people were just, people were super cool. And every time like I had somebody come up to me after a show who, who knew me and followed me and there was a lot of cool stories and moments I thanked every single one of them like I, I genuinely gave them a big hug and I said I get to do this because of you. Yeah. I mean we're we're a good band. We work hard. We make good songs, sure. But there's a million of bands there's a million bands out there who are good bands that work really hard that write songs all cool. There's plenty of them. There's no shortage of those bands in the world. But it's people who give a shit and keep giving a shit, and tell other people to give a shit, and tell bad religion, "Hey, look, give a shit." And bad religion gives a shit because of it. Like yeah. every single person that has ever cared and reached out and supported and encouraged. I've had so many people over the years, like, "Oh, someday you're gonna open for bad religion," and be, and I, my thought was, "Oh, you're cute. Thank you.
3: <laughs>
1: that's, that's sweet. Thank you so much. That's sweet." <laughs> but but like the fact that like they they believed it into reality, like they. I, I that's not something that I, I take lightly. I, I don't think that I just like walked through that door on my own. Like there yeah. are thousands of people out there who lifted us up and helped us walk through that door together. And so yeah, it, it, you know, it felt like we were all kind of opening up for bad religion in a sense <laughs> because of that. So
0: yeah, that's cool. I am the Rudy yeah. of
1: punk rock.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, like, I, you know what I mean, though. Like, I hope you don't take it as like.
1: No, it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. No, it's hilarious. No, and I get it. It's inspiring. It's not yeah. like, it's not that I'm a mentally handicapped guy who wants to play football. It's, well, it's he's that.
0: not. He's not mentally handicapped, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've
1: never seen it. But. Oh, he's
0: just, a li- he's just a little guy, dude. He's a little guy that's got a lot of heart and okay. he wants to play with the big boys.
1: Okay, we'll just edit that out then. (laughs) (laughs) I am the Rudy of punk rock. We'll just leave
0: it at that. (laughs) Yeah, no, I even, I got to see you at all stages of that. Like I got to see, well, I mean, I didn't get to see like, you know, when Jay called you and was like, hey, open up, but that would have been fucking cool. But I think that, but I I got to see you like hugging fans after the show and like, you know, like talking to all the fans and you could see it in the fans eyes too, like. Yeah. Although I mean, I just mentioned Milky from the last interview I did with Jay, but Milky from the BR fan page. Yeah. Um, she was there after that one show in San Diego. I know that, and um, yeah, yeah, like she was so cool and like just so stoked for you and like
1: yeah,
0: man, it was was. that was cool. Um,
1: She was one of the earliest people I, I remember, like just knowing on that site who was just like super cool for like the last, you know. Jesus Christ! Fifteen, fourteen years—it's so long. It's so wild.
0: That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy too. Cause like I, I remember, like I, I was a fan of yours, and then I was like, I remember when you started like doing bigger things, and like, and then I remember seeing that video of you going to like sing with ba- Bad Religion or whatever. And mm-hmm. I remember saying to my wife, like at the t- like at the time, I was like, dude, I think I've been following this girl for like years now and she was like yeah right and then I looked and it was like yeah you've been a fan of hers for this long and I was like oh shit I was there since like the fucking second video or some shit. Fuck yeah. Like to see it all happen like it's just fucking cool dude. It's it is. Yeah it's so dope dude. I'm so I'm so like stoked for you and and dude what you met a a husband doing this right?
1: (laughs) I did yeah.
0: I remember uh, when you guys came out to the Mint you guys were you guys weren't together yet, right?
1: We man, when did we go to the mint? I think we were like, when did we go to the mint? No, I don't think we were. Was that 2016?
0: I, I think it was. It was early, and you had short hair, like a buzz cut hair, and then oh, okay, and then you were playing the drum, the kick drum, while playing the acoustic guitar.
1: Then yeah, so we we kept it under wraps for a while. Okay. Um, we were in a band together for like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And I just so for people listening, my husband, George, he's in Emily Davis and the Murder Police with me. Um, we started jamming together in like 2015. There was he's been he's the only one that I've been um Jose came like the next year. And those two have been kind of around ever since. But George yeah. was the first. Um we were together playing in a band together for like a year and it was just kind of I just had this preoccupation with him that I couldn't like shake and I wanted to, I was like, Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be like, you know, there's a lot of bands out there where it's like you, one of my friends, when I told her that I was feeling for him, her response was, Emily, don't shit where you eat. And I was like, oh, okay, well, (laughs) I guess that's, I guess that's the rule. (laughs) And so I, 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 in my brain, it was like, I want this band to work. I I don't want to do anything to threaten the band. Yeah. But at the same rate, I just couldn't shake the feeling. I he, he was hilarious and he was stupid and he's a shithead and I, (laughs) all the things he's, he's, he's brilliant. He's gifted. And so, yeah, it was just a hard thing to hard thing to get over. And so, Finally, I just I told him, I was like, I, I like you a lot. Like, I like you a lot. I <laughs> can't get over it. And so we, uh, we started seeing each other probably 2017. Okay. But we didn't really, you know, we didn't tell, we probably didn't tell our friends for a year. I, in fact, our drummer at the time, Tomas, didn't know we were together for like a year. Oh, just wow. Look, Jose probably knew just because I had told Jose and it's not like we were keeping it from people we just didn't tell them yeah we weren't like physical in public we weren't hiding anything we just my we didn't want to we didn't I didn't I didn't want to invite any kind of anytime you see a band and there's like a girl and a guy in the band and yeah. I I don't know if this has been your experience but the people around you will joke, oh, which one do you think she's fucking for? <laughs> oh,
0: my God. Dude. Like, no, even like trying to start a band and I've always wanted to have a lead female singer and it's like all the guys are always like, no, nah, dude, because I don't want to like, I don't want to have to like not like hook up with her and shit. And I'm like, oh, dude, oh you're, you're, you're all right, dude. You're all right. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> You think she's going to want you
0: because
1: <laughs> yeah. you just assume. It's so stupid. That's how guys anyway. are,
0: dude. Guys are fucking stupid. Guys, you guys are all dumb. Yeah, I'm sorry. Something dumb. <laughs>
1: um but yeah so we just didn't want to tell anyone for a long time and then you know we'd been together a couple of years and it was just like so you know again it wasn't like a big announcement on social media we, yeah. we're not that type really but um my friends knew after a couple of years we we're just like yeah we're, we're together we like each other and then we got more and more serious and then I guess you know I don't know when but people eventually knew it wasn't like <laughs> a secret anymore they just knew then um, yeah, we got married I last
0: year. Yeah, you guys didn't like. Yeah, I didn't notice anything when you guys were uh, opening for Bad Religion on that tour.
1: Yeah, I, I mean could, we I, were, wouldn't,
0: I wouldn't have been able to like. I know, I kind of had like a weird feeling, but I was like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, we were we were pretty serious by then. We were That's cool. You know, dude, we were, we your life is a used- fucking
0: movie, dude. <laughs> <Your> life- <laughs> Like, you got the romance on the side, and then yeah. you got married to the guy in the band, and it worked out, and, like, you open up for the fucking, the band. Like, dude, it's, it's a movie, dude. We're <laughs> we're going to write it very soon. Fuck
1: yeah. No, I'm, I'm madly in love with him. He's the best thing that's ever happened to me. I'm, that's
0: cool.
1: I'm elated to be his wife. I'm elated to get to spend it. Every day I have with him, I'm elated that I get to write songs with him, see the world with him. It's it's the best shit ever. So
0: that is so fucking cool to hear. You know, like you always hear, like every married couple is like, oh my fucking wife, or you know, like my husband is a piece of shit, or it's like, why the fuck would you be married then? You know, but it's no. like it's so cool to hear that kind of story. Dude. It's like
1: a, you've got to water it. It's a plant. You can't just like you can't just like buy the plant and then put it by the window and say good luck. You got to fucking yeah. You got to work at it. You got to be willing to like look at yourself and say this is how I'm fucking up and this is what I need to do and you need to like make sure you're extending yourself and doting and, and prioritizing and it's I mean, I'm saying this with like one year under my belt. So <laughs> feel free to disregard all this shit, well, but like yeah. I just
0: I'm about to know. have my 11 year wedding anniversary and I think we've been Fuck together yeah. for like 17 years or something like that. So that's badass. It is a badass. lot of it's a lot of work, but it's also like it shouldn't be a lot of work it should just be like a lot of accepting who the other yeah. person is for who they are i think a lot where yeah. a lot of people go wrong is like when they start you know oh this person isn't doing what i think they should be doing or yeah or this person isn't the person i think they are or should be or blah 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 or oh, it's also yeah. like a lot of um i don't know it's <laughs> accepting but it's also like whatever works for you like a lot of people don't get that either. Like a lot of people want to like take other people's advice and shit. And I'll, I'll tell anyone, like if you start listening to other people's advice that you're going to, you're it's over, dude. Like it's yeah. over. Like you just got to find out what works for you. And then I, that's, I don't know, that would be my, <laughs> that's my main advice is don't listen to people. So don't listen yeah. to me. I don't know, yeah, and before, I mean, you know.
1: And you gotta Yeah, and you gotta really want it though too. It's like yes. I, 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 you gotta you gotta look at your life and say this I will I will put everything aside yeah. for this. <laughs> you have to feel confident and ready to do that. And I, I, I feel I've never felt more like that with anything in my life. Like I will I will cut a bitch. <laughs> like <laughs> I love my husband. I wanna yeah. I want I wanna be with him for the rest of my life and I wanna do whatever it takes to maintain a healthy productive happy relationship with him
0: that is so fucking cool to hear
1: yeah that's rad shit slaps bro
0: (laughs) right on (laughs) you guys got married in vegas too huh we got me and my wife got married in vegas
1: yeah i mean we were just i here's this is the part that sounds funny i i don't believe that everyone should get married i feel like marriage doesn't make a relationship any more valid
0: Oh, for I think sure. there are a lot of
1: people out there who aren't married that have as much love, if not more, or respect for each other, if not more than a lot of married couples. And so for me, it's not like I get married because I feel like I have to, because if I don't marry him, I'm somehow failing my relationship. I don't buy that shit at all. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I married him because I'm like madly in love with him and I thought it would be cute. <laughs> and because I, you know, tax benefits and shit, right? So,
0: right, right.
1: I'm, I'm like, really. part of me is really just kind of like, I want you to tell people when I die what to do. And then also like, I really like you a lot. So let's just like fucking do the ceremony <laughs> thing. That's but, cool. you know, so we were talking about it, but it's like, he didn't, he didn't, I didn't, neither of us wanted a wedding. Yeah. Neither of us wanted like, come and sit down and watch us get married and then, you know, eat food and go home. It just, it, I didn't want to do any of that. He didn't want, it. he's not, a, even though he loves being on stage playing guitar, he's not at all a center of attention kind of guy. Yeah. So we were talking about it and it's like, well, do we go to like a courthouse and like just invite your brothers and my parents? Yeah. We were kind of talking about that. And even the way we were talking about it was just like, well, you want to go to a courthouse? Like, uh. <laughs> like there was no, there's no excitement about that. Yeah. And so we were just kind of sitting on the couch and I don't know who brought it up. It's like, well, it'd be cool if you just go get married by Elvis all stupid. Yeah. And then the other one of us was like, Yeah, that's like the ideal. And then we just kinda looked at each other like, So we're getting married by Elvis then. <laughs> <laughs> so we went online and we, we found the cheesiest Elvis. We actually we went to like the OG wedding chapel apparently for Elvis marriages yeah. in Vegas. And yeah, you just all that money that we would have spent on a wedding giving a shit about other people, we just bought a fancy dinner and at a spa day and chilled with Elvis and then went to Boston and it
0: was it was dope.
1: We got married. We, we're, we're shitheads, so what is the shitheadest <laughs> way to get married? If you get, get married by Elvis, so that's, so that's what cool. we
0: did. I tried yeah. so hard to talk it's, my wife into the Elvis one, and she wouldn't do it. She was like, look, dude, I'll <laughs> compromise, and we'll do a, wet, a Vegas wedding and shit, but like, no, nah, not Elvis. <laughs> She's like, maybe for the renewal of the vows, like, we yeah. could do that, but...
1: There's a Taco Bell chapel know, in Vegas. I know, I know. And George was even like, "Did you know there's a Taco Bell chapel?" And I was like, "Bro, <laughs> like, I I'm gonna have a real hard time with that."
0: Yeah, one. that's Elvis the limit sir. right there for sure. <laughs> I don't
1: know if I can do Taco Bell chapel marriage.
0: That's cool. Did he, oh, too
1: corporate for me, bro? <laughs> did he sing
0: you like some cool songs? And
1: he did. So they have a uh, the place we went to. They have different themes. Like you could just get run of the mill Elvis, and then yeah. you could do like. There was a couple other different themes. I forget what they all were, but I wanted the cheesiest one possible, so uh-huh. we did the Hawaii theme.
2: Oh!
1: So we all we both wore Lays, and Elvis wore a Lay, and he was singing all his like he did like we walked to um, the Wiseman say one falling in love. Uh-huh. But then like all the other songs he did were like the Hawaii songs that he would sing.
0: Oh wow! All of
1: his Hawaii appropriation songs, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and so, so it was just really cheesy. Um, That's so cool. But cool. Yeah. That's dope. We have a video of it and everything, so.
0: Could you pick, like, what kind of Elvis? Like, I mean, you picked the Hawaiian one, obviously, but could you pick, like, a fat Elvis or, like, a. .. I would
1: have loved a fat Elvis. I told George I wanted to find the fattest Elvis possible, but I also really just wanted to go to the. the, I liked the idea of going to the original place. They have, like, this place called the Graceland Chapel. Yeah. And that's what I was told, that that's, like, the original place where they started doing Elvis-themed weddings. And I was like, well, if I'm going to do it, I might as well do it where it all started, so. Yeah,
0: That's, what we want. That's
1: fucking dope.
0: Yeah. Well, right sick. on. What, what do you have going on? Um, like, what's 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 the plan for the the album right now? Like, um, as far as touring and all that.
1: Yeah. So, uh, released uh, the new EP. It's called "Living in the Past Tense" on June thirtieth. Um, and then I've been planning a a tour. I think it's like a three week tour. Um, a lot of Midwest dates some east coast dates i really wanted to get back to florida and i've been wanting to go back to florida for a long time because we just had a really good time in florida okay um and i really wanted to go back to uh birmingham because we had a really good time in birmingham so oh, that was kind of like yeah, I need you to mentioned go to florida. that
0: you mentioned to to that on the video that i did and you were like birmingham <laughs> i was like yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, it's just like I want to plan a tour. I want it to be several weeks in length, and I need to build it around Birmingham and Florida. <laughs> How do I do that? <laughs> so that's essentially what we did. And so that's cool. Um, we're doing that. And then I think I, I, I'm in a weird place with touring where I, that's like the, the positive and negative of having like the best tour of your life, mm-hmm. where you, you go to every tour after and you're just like, well. <laughs> 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 but I, it's for me. It's just like I, I want to be able to tour in a way that still brings me joy and doesn't feel like I'm 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 struggling, you know. Yeah. Like I want to I want to plan a tour and I really want to enjoy what I'm doing. And I I don't want to do it in a way that makes me come home like beat up and sad. I want to do it in a way where I come home and I was like, that's fun. When can I do it again?
3: Yeah. In a way that
1: makes sense for my life because touring is fucking expensive, especially when you aren't like like. So you don't have a huge following, it's so.
0: expensive and it's just exhausting. And then it's like, yeah, you want to go home at one point, but then it's like, when you get home, you're home for like a week and then you're like, oh, like all right, when are we going to do this again?
2: <laughs> like, yeah.
0: It's so, not, it's not like so bad to where you're like, I don't ever want to do that again. You're like, I'm ready to go. But yeah. I mean, if
1: I, if, I would love, I would love to tour nonstop. I love touring. Yeah. It's just the feasibility of it when you don't have a support system. So, if you're listening and you know of a record label that would like to help me go on tour nonstop and <laughs> make my wildest dreams come true. <laughs> so yeah,
0: it's crazy. There should be a fucking record label that, I mean, but you know what? Like a lot of, I talked to a manager. I'm not going to, I can't, I guess I can't mention who, but, or I guess I probably shouldn't, but they were saying that touring might not even be a thing like mm-hmm. anymore because it's just so hard for bands to just go out and fucking tour. Like nobody's making it's, money it's anymore.
1: Like, it, yeah. No, it, it's, it's kind of just like, it's like you have the DIY scene, which is great. Yeah. But beyond that, it's like, it feels like a lot of things in the world where it's, it's really becoming like, if you want to start doing it, if you're established, you know, if you're, if yeah. you've been doing it for decades and you have a huge following, then yeah, you can, you can go on tour fairly easily and people show up and you can, you know, have a hotel and good food and you're fine. But if you're, if you're, if you're a, a struggling artist, you know, it's, it's, it's a bloodbath out there. There are only so many venues available Yeah. Um, and they have a, a huge pick of a litter and they want to, they want to, it's a lot of it just feels like a little, I mean, you have to be a good band, but it's also a lot of it just feels a little classic classist sometimes in terms of the people who can do it mm-hmm. and the people who can't. I, I financially speaking, it's just such, it, Unless you have these days a a really solid following, I don't make money on tours, I lose money. So, for me, it's like I got to really love this to be able to do it, otherwise, I'm not going to break an even. And so, it sucks because I want to be the person who's like, Oh, I'm never giving up, I'm the Rudy of punk rock, I'm going to (laughs) keep running forward, and I don't have to worry about you know my my worsening neck problems and my you know (laughs) my my. As I age and, and wanting to save up for like a future when I'm old, like I don't, I don't have to worry about that. I'm just gonna run into the distance. Part of me feels like I should feel that way, but part of me is just like how how tenable is that? Because it doesn't feel that way. So yeah. I'd love to be that person. I'd love to be able to do that, but I also need I'm getting to an age where you have to be a little bit more pragmatic. So anyway. Yeah
0: i get it i get it dude that's and that sucks dude because fuck if if there's any band out there i just i don't know it'd be dope to see you just like keep fucking touring and but i get it i get it like there is i've toured with a couple bands and it's uh fuck it's brutal yeah it's brutal no i mean
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna keep doing it occasionally but it's not gonna be like something where it's like i'm gonna do it five months out of the year because i just i can't yeah if i get to that point Yeah, if I got to that point, sure, I'd do it. Eight months out of the year, nine months out of the year. I love touring, but I'm not at that point. So,
0: yeah, (laughs) I mean, but if you look around at like the you know everyone else like touring and shit, it's it's mostly just big bands. Like it's not like a lot of like mid tier bands. Like you don't you're not even seeing that anymore. They're just doing like little runs here and there. Yeah. So hopefully, music gets back to where you know people are making money doing it.
1: COVID really I mean it goes without saying I'm sure you've heard this in a lot of the people you've talked to but COVID kind of rips the floor underneath a lot of bands ours included yeah. you know we were going to we were going to tour with Sparta we were going to do cool shit and then Yeah. I mean now you and that you know how many music venues closed I mean I could think of so four many. or five music venues in El Paso that fell victim to COVID so I mean it just and then you come from the other side of that, and suddenly it's again it's just like a bloodbath, every single band at every single level of musicianship that wants to go on the road. they're all clamoring for the same spaces, and now there's half the spaces there used to be, and so yeah it's yeah. just really hard <laughs> it's really hard.
0: yeah, that plus <laughs> like all the sp- was really hard yeah so. that plus all the streaming services is just mm-hmm. not not paying the bands enough. no The streaming services are cool i I enjoy them, but it's it's like come on guys like you guys are being way greedy. You guys need to pay everyone else a lot more.
2: Yeah.
0: Or but fuck it, hard. like charge us more. I'll pay fucking more. I'll pay yeah. more to fucking if the bands get paid more. You know.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's a double edged sword because you know I get the I mean I get the opportunity to look at my my end of the year Spotify and see that people in Greece are listening to me and I'm like what the fuck like Greece. Yeah. So it's dope that my music can be heard <laughs> by anyone anywhere in the planet like i i at the end of the day i want that. Yeah. that that means more to me than a paycheck but at the same rate i would really love to do this for a living right <laughs> so yeah so <laughs> anyway
0: yeah if anyone's out there listening please support your fucking the bands you listen to just go fucking support them like fuck don't go buy the starbucks one day and at emily
1: davis.bandcamp.com yeah,
0: dot yeah. Wait. <laughs> well i was just gonna say plug all your stuff dude go for it yeah
1: Yeah, so Bandcamp is a great way to support musicians, uh, for those of you listening. Bandcamp Fridays is a thing where um, all of their proceeds, they don't take any cut of their earnings on certain Fridays of the month. I don't know if it's the first Friday of the month or what, last Friday, I'd have to double check, but Bandcamp does it in a way that um, there's a certain Friday out of the month where all the proceeds go to musicians. They're a good platform. They don't take a huge chunk out. They take a bit out, but it's not a whole lot, so... I love Bandcamp. I put my merch on Bandcamp. I put my songs for download on Bandcamp. And so, even just beyond me, I like to promote Bandcamp. And I hope the people listening, if you really like a band, you support them. You can support me at emilydavis.bandcamp.com. Um, I'm on Instagram at Emily Davis Music. I'm on Facebook, Emily Davis and the Murder Police. I'm on Twitter, but I don't give a shit about Twitter, so I don't really use it. Yeah, <laughs> um, YouTube later. at Emily Davis Official is the, for- the forward slash or whatever. So, yeah.
0: Hell yeah! Everyone, go check her out if you haven't already. Um, Hopefully, hopefully, we got some people that that have no idea who you are and they're listening right now, and they fucking just discovered fucking the Rudy of punk rock as we've (laughs)
1: Rudy of punk rock. Yeah. Um, Also, yeah, my new EP is out on the aforementioned streaming services. It's called Living in the Past Tense. Super proud of it. Six songs long. I think they're all pretty like different sounding too, which is really nice. I feel like. A lot of my my efforts have had somewhat of a cohesive sound, but I feel like this one is just kind of a little bit of everything. There's like a rock anthem, there's like a stripped down live performance, there's a synth track, there's a there's a, a what I would call a classic Emily Davis track where it's just kind of snarky and fast rhythmic guitar. So there's a little bit of everything <laughs> for someone on there. So give it a listen. It would mean a lot.
0: And you guys are going to learn some new words. The, the, the just put, let's put it that way. <laughs> you
1: make it sound like I use a ton. I, I don't use a ton of words on this EP either. I was thinking about it when you told me. And I was like, okay, supine maybe. But yeah. I was trying to think of another word. No, that really. That,
0: that was the only one that struck me. And yeah. I was like, I just thought it was funny. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I could just imagine like... You know the normal punk rock dude. Like what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of another one. I was like, I don't know. If there's a, maybe.
0: <laughs> no, that's that's all. That's really the only one I can think of. <laughs> there was but a couple. Th- there's, are, there's some there more. Are other, there? Yeah.
1: No, yeah. There's other songs I've done where it's
0: like, all right. And okay. your wordplay is really good too. Like you, you'll like the Happy Medium. Like the like you have a lot of like those <laughs> like really good word like plays on words and stuff like that. So.
1: Thanks. That's my favorite part of writing songs for sure.
0: Yeah, I and it, it it I could tell, and it's and it comes out really great, and and like I said, oh, yeah. it's not try hard, dude. It's fucking, it's just you could tell that you do love words, and it's fucking, it comes out great, and I I love it. You know, I'm a fan. Um, yeah. I, I have your guitar, by the way. <laughs> <And Yeah. laughs> I need to come out. and get I don't know how the fuck I'm going to get it to you. Like I thought it would just. be I don't be, know either.
1: I think we're just going to have to come to to California or something.
0: Yeah, I know you're I playing really. in Albuquerque this week. Yeah, And I was like, "Fuck, can I drive out there? We were supposed That's to go on vacation. Fall.
1: Still pretty far.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would
1: encourage it, but I mean, yeah, I would love to go back to California. I don't feel like it's going to be I, I, I'd need to see how this tour goes and figure it out with work, but I'd, I'd like to be able to go up the West Coast again sometime soon, so
0: for sure. I don't see
1: like it being super far off in the future before. probably be in the winter, but
0: <laughs> Yeah, dude, this summer's brutal. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, let us know. And then if you have anything uh, you ever want to push or just, you know, talk about uh, us, talk about, we'll talk about it anytime. Oh, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll um, interrupt anyone's podcast for um, for any news you got. So, oh, yeah. Uh, Thanks, mu- dude. yeah, much appreciated. Thanks for coming on. And, um, dude, best of luck to all you guys. Tell everyone um, I said what's up. Um, I will. Yeah. We'll have to do another interview soon because I'm sure I have like another hundred questions, dude. <laughs> i'm down uh but yeah i'll play um i'll play that song um is that the one you want me to play the your single sure all right dude sure for sure all right i'll play it as soon as um you as soon as i hang up
2: all right all right Thanks, billy yeah have a have great a day. day
0: yeah you too bye peace yeah everyone what's up dude that was emily davis Please go check her out on all of her socials. And yeah, like, dude, go buy her Bandcamp stuff, dude. Uh, Her merch is cool. She's got rad merch. The songs are good. Um, I'm going to play one for you right now. For more information, including upcoming events, podcast episodes, photos from past shows, and much more, please visit thekingrock.com. This is Emily Davis with No One to Quit off her new EP Living in the Past Tense. Listening to this on whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcast, Anchor FM, or others, it really helps out the podcast a lot. Thank you very much. If you don't like the King Rock Podcast, go blank yourself.